today. Um, Our topic is going to be tips for a successful art show, event, art fair, whatever you like to call it. And we do have a special guest joining us today in the gallery. Uh, Paige Nordstrom is going to chime in on all her tips and advice and past experience with trade shows. Before we get to that though, um, let's talk about what's happening with the gallery. So real quick, um, Abstracted is our next show. The opening reception for that is going to be Thursday, April 7th from 6 to 8 p.m. Our opening receptions are always free to attend. We will have live music. And a new addition that we're going to have is High Tail Cocktails um, brought to you by Native Roots Hemp Apothecary. They are our neighbors and those will be crafted, um, I think she said was sourced um, Wisconsin hemp from local farmers. And they have, I think it's Delta 8 and Delta 9 in them. So for those of you who don't want that hangover experience, we will be serving those that night as well. So again, mark your calendars for the abstracted group show reception. That is Thursday, April 7th. All right, you guys, the current call just opened this morning. Um, It is for Floral and Botanical. That is our theme. This is our second annual year doing this one. Of course, spring is in the air. Thank God, it's been a long one, a long winter if you're in the Midwest. And this call is currently open now until midnight on April 22nd. Okay, so Paige, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me again. Yes, this is your second time, right? It is, yes. Yes, now you picked the topic. Um, tell me a little bit yeah. more why this topic is important to you. Um. So tips just on any event or art fair, um, I just would really pay attention to your audience, your craft, and also your booth setup. It's very important that you have an eye-catching booth space, and it's very important to be engaging with your audience, too, If this is especially if it's your first time doing any art event. So how long have you been um, participating in like art fairs or events? For a few years. I mean, yeah, I've, I've done here and there in local shops and local art events outside, indoors, outdoors. I've pretty much done the whole gamma of uh, array of events. But um, yeah, there are a few that I'm doing this year that will be my first time ever joining. And it'll be exciting. Is there now I know. I mean, I'm a firm believer that you need to be diverse in whatever you're doing, you know, with your business. So, you know, obviously selling online. Um, in person, um, you know, galleries, you know, different retail shops, wherever you can kind of diversify and, you know, connect with an audience. Is there a certain reason why you were drawn to doing art fairs or events? I am an extrovert artist, (laughs) so I love talking with people. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast that we did. Um, And people who know me, um, I'm just very engaging with my audience. So I always want to try and be 
kind of selling myself and my art at the same time. <laughs> Before we kind of get into tips, have you seen growth within your business by attending these different fairs? Um, oh, obviously, yeah. we lost them, you know, within the past couple years, which was really sad and affected the arts as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, but now that they're kind of ramping back up, um, I mean, do you feel that they really, how do they help you, I guess, the most? What do you feel? For me, for my business, I think they help immensely. Um, I always have prints available. I always have a kind of an array of different uh varieties of art because I kind of dabble in a lot of different areas so I don't just make one thing and then make duplicates of that or just change it like little small variations of it I have a lot of different sizes I have originals I have prints I have small things and it's very important to have that available especially at art events because people like to grab things and go that's I think that's a really key point and <clears throat> something that we're gonna you know kind of like just talk about was Having, make sure you have a variety of price points. Um, people, especially for outdoor events, remember people are typically traveling, they're parking, um, you know, maybe a couple blocks away, they're walking with family members. So whatever they are purchasing, they have to carry for the rest of the afternoon. So it is important to have, like you were saying, you know, kind of like just like really small things that they can put in a little bag or their tote and be carry. versatile. Yes yes, yes. yes. Be loose with your work. Be versatile and play around and experiment because uh, a lot of people don't have that money on them to get the original that's right there. Right. And I will have a few big pieces that I probably know that I won't sell right at the event, but I also have with them their prints. So they see the original, they see what goes into the work, I can talk about the work if they have any questions, and also they can grab a little piece to go if they really enjoy it, but they can't buy the main event, like, big piece. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something for everyone to keep in mind. You have to understand that, you know, obviously your original should be your highest price point. And then it is important if you are starting to do fairs and going to these different events that you are doing um, reproductions of them because that's really where you're going to make more off of that one piece, right? Exactly. And yeah. that's another point, too, that I want to say is that you work less and sell more yes. if you make reproductions of your pieces. That way you don't have all originals at your booth. Right. You have the prints with them. Yeah. But people, I mean, I think it's good, like you said, it's almost like you have some statement pieces on display yeah. that are like the larger size pieces that are those wow pieces that kind of draw people in. And then, you know, once you kind of draw them in, you're able to engage with them more. So let's kind of talk mm. about that because we were just kind of going over, over our notes before, like something that I see, um, and this is, I've been at, you know, I've hosted trade shows um, for vendors. Um, I've been an artist at different art fairs. And I think one of the, one of the biggest mistakes I see is that the artists hide in their booth and they don't talk to you. Like, I mean, there's like nothing. Like I've gone around and I'm looking and I'm picking up things and I'm curious and they don't say hello. They don't like, you know, ask me how I'm doing. Like there's no personal engagement. So how important do you think that is? I think that's a major thing to have. If you have that audience presence and you kind of almost have to be 
I don't want to say like an actor, but you kind of do. You want to sell yourself and, you, and you're proud of your work and you want to express that with your audience, especially if you are a new artist to an event. You want to make sure you leave a good impression so they remember your name. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you, you should be, you shouldn't be sitting in a corner hiding behind your artwork. You should be standing. You should be up. You should be moving around. You should be being like, hi, how are you doing today? You know, like, have you been to one of these events before? If it's a repeat event, whatever kind of that initial, um, you know, communication is to open that talking is so key because, mm -hmm. you know, if they're there, they're already a little bit nervous, you know, maybe they're not familiar with, you know, fine art and it's kind of like, oh, you know, like, do can I touch it? Can exactly. I, I was yeah. just going to say they've been taught not to touch artwork. Just yes. look with your eyes. Right, and right. I always tell people who come around my booth, please come on in. There's lots to look at. Uh, make sure you walk around and please feel free to touch the items yeah. or the pieces. Right. And obviously certain, you know, artists don't want people picking up their pieces because right. if they are fragile, but you know, those are all things to start engaging with your customer or your client. It breaks the ice a little yes, bit. Yes, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for, break the ice. Thank you, thank you. I was like trying to figure that out. I was like, yeah, what is it? We need to break the ice with people because if they're there, you have to look at every single person that's approaching you as a potential customer or client. Now, they may not buy on the spot, so, you know, some ways that, and I always recommend this to, you know, artists who are participating, especially in our pop-ups, um, which we do at the gallery, you guys, you need to be, have, um, an email like list, right. To sign up. Maybe you can be doing a giveaway. That's always a great way to collect Giveaways. Everybody loves free stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. But have, you know, somewhere where you are collecting information because those people then are now going to get added to your newsletter and if you're doing a launch or you're having a solo show like you're going to be sending out your updates and what you're doing as a working artist to them and you just you never know what's going to be kind of that turning point for them to turn into a buyer or collector exactly and i think a lot of artists have expectations on how things should go yeah. and then versus if you don't have any expectations and you're new to the event um Sometimes they turn out way better. And plus, honestly, it's worth it just to get your name out there. Even if you don't sell anything, they know who you are now. So that's a great transition. <laughs> Thanks for going. You like how I did that? <laughs> <laughs> so expectations. Um, if you're for, if you're thinking about, you know, going this route, um, what do you recommend for someone if it's your first time out the gate? You know finding a how do you find your events i guess to participate in and then what do you think is a good first time like event to be a part of i think start out small i mean it's always great to go big or go home um but start out small if you're an amateur artist or if you you know just getting out into the event ring i guess um make sure it's gas appropriate for you to like is this worth it for me to drive two hours here and then two hours back you know make sure that's all factored into where the location's going to be at some events are right here in town right yeah. in my local area so i don't have to drive far and it's great because then it's easy setup it's easy to take down and i don't have to drive too far away to get home um yeah i think that would just be uh, another major point is just 
make and there, sure you yeah, know where you are. Yeah, and there are free events. You have to, there are, um, like, we do free pop-ups in our back patio. We do those, um, obviously, when the weather's good. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, they're, like, De Pere, downtown De Pere for their art walk. That is free to participate. So there are opportunities for you to kind of dip your feet or your toes into the water of doing um, an art event just to see if you're comfortable mm-hmm. with it and kind of how it goes. Um, so you don't have to spend a lot of money right out the gate. So mm-hmm. I want to just make sure people understand that. Like, free is always good. Yes, free um, is always good. The reason why I think free is good because here's the thing. If you don't sell anything, then you're not going to be like, upset. It's yeah. not a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's important, like what you said, because there are events happening, especially like, I mean, obviously over, all over the United States, but there's a ton in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin happening in summer is, like you said, the location is it you've got to factor in setup time and breakdown how long the event is going to happen obviously the cost to participate in the event but then like are you going to have to like get a hotel to stay overnight you know like there's a lot of factors it's a lot of trial and error i mean even if you have a event that you're going to two to three hours away that's going to be a really good experiment because there are a couple events I did already this year that I was like, this is the most I've ever paid for a booth fee, a booth fee ever. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to get that back. And then I realized as I did the event, I was okay. So it's a good trial and error and experiment. Yeah, there's always going to be a risk. I mean, whenever there's growth or, you know, you're starting to try something new, um, I think you go back and go back to the point of no expectations um the Mm -hmm. one thing that you i guess if you want to have an expectation is just connecting with your audience going back to being approachable communicating collecting um information Mm -hmm. handing out business cards um you know you you need to be that's the first i think and foremost thing that you should always try to do when you go to event yes always make sure you have your business card contact information at any event, even if you have the smallest booth space ever, you need to have contact information like, oh, okay, this is who you are. Here's my email, my uh, website, my social media. Everything needs to be on that card. Yes, and if we're gonna go with the technical term, we call that capturing your audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, also keep in mind, um, some of these events require that you have, um, it's a business license, right? So I have a feel majority of them because you are obviously collecting payments. And that's another thing. You need to be able to collect both credit card and cash payments. Um, yes. Yeah, because a lot of people are not carrying cash these days. Yeah, and um, like, yeah, like you said, no one carries a lot of cash on them. And having the square reader is a very good, I would say, essential part of art events. Yeah. I have my little square reader that takes uh, chip cards and also you can swipe them too. Yeah. And I believe they came out with like the touch ones where the credit card doesn't even have to go in or out of the whatever. So (laughs) it's just hovers over and it beeps. There you go. Get your payment. But yeah, Square is a major thing to have an event. And also think about be prepared um, to be able to offer shipping, right? Like what are you going to charge for shipping? If somebody wants that original piece, maybe they're visiting from out of state. You need to be ready to go with, you know, hey, okay, cool. You want this piece? It's going to be $50, you know, for packing Mm -hmm. and shipping. So have those numbers already, you know, like lined up so you're not kind of fumbling and selling yourself short, you know, if somebody is, you know, ready to buy. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, I know we've already gone over a lot, you guys, but... 
I think something too that's really key is your layout and setup yep. of your booth. Yep. Um, do you have any tips and advice right off the bat? So Paige does a really great job, by the way. Um, Thank you. Of doing like it's very, it feels very approachable. Um, it's easy, I think, to access like all of your pieces and see them. I guess, what is your kind of like advice? For like how you lay up or do you have like a... I do. Yeah, um, like, be different. Be creative. Be eye-catching. Make sure it gets the... Have a focal point piece that draws people in. I'll usually have an original set out that, you know, I'm either really proud of or I want people to really look at. And I'll have it right in the beginning of my booth so it draws people in from even afar. <laughs> and they're like, right. oh, what is that space over there? So, yes, have some focal point pieces out to draw people in, kind of get them on the hook and like, okay, now tell who you are, what's going on, here's other pieces. But, yeah, I think just having a really eye-catching booth space is very key. And be creative with your display, um, the layout of everything. I usually draw mine beforehand, but like a couple mm -hmm. days before the event, I'll draw a couple of setups and be like, all right, I know how big my space is going to be. Where am I going to put this here? Where is this going to flow is this gonna be a nice uh engaging right. space right that's really important because there's and there you guys you can just google this there's different ways to lay out like trade show booths which is the similar concept um obviously if you know you're gonna have a 10 by 10 you know um that's usually the normal yeah footprint yeah. for your booth space you know laying it out so it's inviting and also so you're utilizing the space you know the best way possible is so important because you know i think we've all been to different like events where maybe you see something and it just if if it gets crowded or you can't get to the pieces or maybe it doesn't feel like inviting to kind of go into it you have to have yeah. like a designer's eye almost like yeah i think it's really hard i mean that's something that i always struggle with i'm like how do i set it up you know mm -hmm. um and and you've really excelled at that i feel like oh, thank so you. kudos yeah. to that but try out you guys different layouts um again just go to google you know and you can search like trade show booth layouts um, you know, again, remember, like, it is good to plan it out beforehand because you're going to have to bring majority of times, like everything. Sometimes if it's an indoor event, they will provide tables, um, you know, and, um, you know, kind of dividers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're outside of events, a lot of times they required a tent. So that's another investment to think yes, about. Yes, outdoor versus indoor. Yes. Definitely make sure what's worth to get certain things uh, to the event, especially if it's outdoor. I'll be doing a couple of outdoor events this year, and they're a little bit bigger. Um, so I have to prepare on a tent, like how to you know make sure that's stomped down to the ground, and how do I make sure of wind and all that kind of factors into when you do shows like that. Yeah, we didn't even put that in our notes. Weather is definitely a factor. Yes. Um, a lot of times, you know, they're not going to cancel events um, unless it's like a tornado around here mm. that they know is coming. But you do need to be prepared to protect your artwork. Yeah. And just remember, you need to haul in everything and you need to be able to take it out. So, you know, maybe do a test run if it's your first time. Make sure you can pack everything in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, make it as case. easy as possible. And I would recommend getting a tent with walls, which is yes. what I have, and make sure that your artwork is protected as possible. And also maybe bring less. 
I mean, less work for you, but you have, if you have prints or whatever, stuff that's not going to be, if you have originals there, it's not going to be damaged by wind or damaged by rain or any kind of precipitation. Um, that way you can pack those up quickly and they're sealed and protected. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And like, you know, how awful it would be to lose like an original piece due to, you know, weather. So And I've had some artists oh, no. do, like have that happen to them and it's yeah. awful and yeah. it's, yeah, it's for an artist, it's like, oh my gosh, my baby, you right, know, so yeah. Right, yeah, so just remember, you know, weather, I mean, especially in the Midwest, we all mm-hmm. know, changes very quickly, mm-hmm. so be prepared, um, you know, it might be a good idea to bring maybe like, you know, a couple like just tarps in case there is rain or wind mm-hmm. that you can quickly cover, um, you know, your tables with. Um, certain things too to keep in mind wind is typically a factor so I know I've been at events before where you know a gust of wind comes through Mm -hmm. and then like it just knocks everything down or it's blowing your tablecloth so there's different things you can kind of invest in I think there's like little like clips to keep your tablecloth Um, yeah clamps either from wood making canvases those big uh, metal clamps they help anything to keep things held down (laughs) yes and you're gonna have to wait your tent right it's gonna have to sometimes they have to be if they can't be staked into the ground because they're not on grass and they're on cement Mm. that's where you use buckets of cement you you creatively make ways of like you know i think they have cinder blocks or whatever you can put so you have to make sure your tent doesn't blow away (laughs) well and plus uh some outdoor events are extending their days to like a couple of days so you have to leave everything up and you have to find a way to make your stuff secure for the next day yeah yeah that's especially in the summertime yeah um anything else that you kind of want to touch on I mean we went over a lot so you know we talked about you know booth fees are always going to vary if you're new always start out with either free or something that you know is kind of you know under the hundred dollar range and they are out there and then, yeah. um, you know, obviously factor in location, travel cost, um, you know, being approachable, communicate with people, um, you know, don't just, just sit there, you know, expect, you can't expect people just to like walk in and be like, oh my God, I'm going to buy, you know, like you right. need to engage. That's how you have to be a salesperson, right? In a way. Yeah, you do. You do. You yeah. have to be a salesperson. Um, you know, capturing your audience we talked about. We talked about, you know, your setup, laying it out um, so people can walk through it or engage in it easily. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, going into it with no expectations. Have fun. Oh, Yeah, that is the major thing. Have fun. (laughs) I think also one of the um, other benefits of, um, you know, starting to do these is, you know, it's always good if you can have somebody to help you. Yes, yes. Have a helper with you, especially if you got a setup that needs, you know, requires like hammers, nails, like screws, all that kind of stuff. If you got heavier things to set up and display, definitely have somebody to help you because it just makes that time go by, you know, faster. Well, and you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to eat at some point. Like you're going to have to leave your booth um, at some point. Some events have people, staff on that are walking through the event and be like, hey, do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need water? They kind of um, make sure and keep an eye on you. But at the same time, it's nice to have a helper. It is. It's nice if you can have that second person, um, especially if it gets busy. If it's a high traffic area Mm -hmm. or high traffic event, like having that second person is going to help because, 
You know, you can only talk to so many people um, at once. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? I just, I lost my train of thought. I hate it. When that I know. It's okay. <laughs> I do that often. <laughs> I was like, I had something that I, um, oh, I know what it is. Another really good tip that I think is, okay, so you're at an event, especially, to, I don't care if it's your first time or if it's your, you know, 10th or 20th time. The good reason, another reason to have somebody there is, Take the time to leave your booth and walk around and look at what other people are yes. doing and also talk to them. Connect. You making want to connections. Make connections. These are could be people that are gonna help you in your career. You should always be connecting with people in your creative field. Um, exactly. Yeah, so you're gonna wanna take the time and maybe you'll see a booth and it'll give you an idea and you know, you'll be inspired. You'll yeah. Be inspired. Yep. Yep. Definitely. You can be inspired by a lot of different artists and how they set up their booth or even get advice and tips like, hey, I've had this happen before. How about you? Or what's something I can change? And be open to, you know, those ideas because it's only going to help you further as you do more events down the road. Definitely. And you're, you, you're going to probably start seeing some, some people, this is what they do. Like they, um, are full time. They are yeah, full time going to different art fairs, art shows in the summer, and you know once they find the ones that really work for them, like they're there on a regular basis. So you're, you're going to see some repeat people if this is something that you're looking to um, pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, any other anything else you want to kind of hit on, Paige? I don't know. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Just the major thing, yeah, is having no expectations. I think that's better, and making sure that. I think it's worth it to even pay a high booth space fee to just get your name out there. That's exactly what you're doing. You're here to make connections. You're there to bring in new clientele. And, yeah, just having fun. So Yeah, I mean, real quick, I mean, before I wrap it up, I think that's a good point. You have to understand that this is a way to market and advertise your business. Mm-hmm. You are your business. So, again, if you go to an event – even if you don't sell anything, right? And let's say you paid like $200 for it, you have to look at that as that was $200 that you spent to market and get your name and get your work out in front of um, a new group of people. So there's always um, a positive from it and there's always something that's gonna help your business, whether you see it immediately or not. You're gonna um, you take to away, yeah. you're gonna take away something from it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, for those of you who don't know Paige, um, where can they, um, she is one of our represented artists, by the way, you guys. Yes. Yeah. So she'll be having a solo show here at the gallery. Are you June? Is that where June 16th. June 16th will be the opening of her solo show. We have a selection of her artwork on our website at artlessbastard.com that you can visit and learn more about her. But, um, where else can, um, people find your work? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and it's under Paige Nordstrom Art on Instagram and Nordstrom Art on Facebook. And for those of you who maybe aren't familiar, can you just real quickly um, describe your style of artwork? Yeah, so I do a lot of mixed media work. I paint with acrylic. I make my own canvases from wood, and I use a lot of scrap paper, tissue paper, jewelry even. Uh, So I just kind of mix and match a lot of stuff onto my pieces, and they're mostly abstract and nature pieces. And then um, you also are open for commissions, is that correct? I am. I'm open for commissions. Uh, what I just said, mixed media, abstracts, landscapes, and also pet portraits. They're huge. So. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So perfect, you guys. Reach out to her. You can either find her 
um, through our website or visit her directly through Facebook or Instagram. We just want to say thank you so much for listening, you guys. Um, as a small nonprofit art gallery and teaching center, you know, we are dedicated to supporting the arts. And um, if you're interested in us talking about you, we could be talking about your business right now and you want to sponsor our podcast, reach out to us. Um, you can email us. Um, you can find all the information through our website at artlessbastard.com. And yeah, thanks guys. Thank you, Paige. Thank you. Yes, thanks for coming back. We appreciate you yes, coming on. It's always a pleasure. Awesome, you guys. All right, everybody. Have a great day.